Hello and welcome to the Commentary Corner Motorsport Podcast with your host and former motorcycle racer, Gareth Keyes. The following recording took place at the 2023 Show and Shine Charity event at Bishop's Court Racetrack. In this episode, we meet up with an upcoming rider on the local supersport scene, Scott Clements. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the show. We appreciate your support. Scott Clements from JMC Roofing. Welcome. How are you? Not too bad, yourself. Aye. That's a bit windy up here, isn't it? Someday, to be fair, but if the wind would die down, it'd be, it'd be a lot better. Yeah, sure. It's always windy at Bishop's Court. So, tell us a wee bit. Obviously, you've been racing now for a number of years, and you're competing in the Irish Supersport Championship and doing very well. But how did it all begin for you? Where Where did this come about? Well, I've always, I've always had bikes in the family. My dad, he used to do a few races back in the day, and uh, he was the late Johnny Buckley's mechanic for all his life as well. So I sort of, I've always followed Johnny when I was a kid, and uh, I was never left the shop module down under him, and uh, I was, I was always at the racing with him. So the bikes were obviously, I got the bug. So um, when I got old enough and sort of convinced my mum and dad for a long, long time. It took it took a lot of talking to them. I didn't really shut up about it. And uh, they finally they finally they finally gave in, got me a wee just a wee pit bike to start off with. And uh, I never never actually raced it. It was always just flying about and my, my dad's mates actually he owned the farm. So it was always flying about his wee field and then I started getting a bit bigger obviously and then just moved up couple of pit bikes and then my dad actually bought me uh, Scott Swan's Irish Championship 85 and um, it it was an unreal wee bike like I never actually got the chance to race in it because I then got too big for it and then I got my dad finally talked my mum into getting us onto the circuits again then and um, we got a wee RS125 Aprilia and we went to Notch Corner for the day and my dad said an air blew it up because it was too slow, so we, we had it we had it sold on the way home from Notch Corner and then we bought a wee Yamaha R3 and we went racing for the first time. We, we didn't really start actually at the best of years, it was Covid, that 2020 year where we only got the one race, but on our first, first race ever, probably fifth time actually on a bike and went and got third, which I was surprised about, so. I thought, you said you only started in 2020. For some reason, I feel like you've been around for years. Like yeah. it's probably you've obviously went to the racing and all with your dad, and you sort of stuck to him like glue, and everyone sort of knows you anyway. Yeah, well, I probably know more through Big John. Everyone knows Big John, like so. That that will get the name out of it. So. Yeah, and he he's doing. Um, is he still a MCA instructor, or what way is he working at now? Yeah, he's he's done that for. God knows how many years I've always went with him to that there, and then the last couple of years actually I've started to do it. So he's sort of getting kicked out, and I'm sort of taking his place now. So you love? Yeah, I I just take the bib off him now, and he's he can't even hold on to a bike now. So <laughs> he's getting too old. <laughs> oh, he's not being back. Oh, I don't. He doesn't want to give into that yet, but I think he's starting to realise it. Yeah. <laughs> the mind is sort of mind over body he doesn't want to give in to his age yeah he, every every time he says oh i'll be fine i'll be fine and he comes in after three laps and says oh no that's enough so no he's saying he's done <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's done 
don't think he knows it yet like but oh well hopefully well he'll probably listen to this or <laughs> later on or something but moving on from that then from obviously your pit bikes and you never actually went mini moto racing or anything a lot of the track racers have sort of came up through you know learning the corner speed and all and mini motos did you not have any interest in any of that well, actually, one of the first people in the paddock I met was actually we Calm Flynn. And if you want pit bike, if you want pit bikes, he's he's the boy to go to. So it wasn't too long after I met him that I had a pit bike in the garage, and uh, we went and done a few track days, and then uh, we went done a couple of rounds on it in the IMC, and then we went to the Winter Series as well. But uh, yeah, the pit bike, I if I could have one now, I'd still have one, but. There's just a wee bit too expensive for uh, the big bikes as well, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I bought one. Um, well, I actually bought one when I retired from racing because I didn't want to end up in a slump and you know sitting in the corner <laughs> rocking on the chair. So I went and bought a pit bike, and I actually came here to Bishop's Court, and just the same thing. You know, I went out a wee bit of crack on it and whatever, and I haven't sat on it since when we went on it once. Because I got off it, and it was walking like John Wayne with the legs trying to straighten up and all. It's the same thing. It was just a bit like your dad getting too bloody old for the thing. No, I, I've had a, I've had a few pit bikes. I went through notions with them. I got my first one, and it was, it was fair. It was a cracker wee bike, and then I got a notion for a wee mini GP, and uh, I bought, I bought one of them, and I went to Notch Corner, and then I realised that how big it was, and it was sold on the way home before I even got home, and got another pit bike, and. Um, uh, I went through some of your like to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and the parts are flipping, I think, what's a crankshaft? Oh, buttons, like, oh, you, can, you can blow one up and rebuild it for 50 quid easy, yeah, like. In the, in the back of your car? Yeah, literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Oh, it's a good, good bit of crack, but obviously moving on to the more expensive side of things with the, the 300 class, how, how did you feel? You said the Aprilia felt it was too slow, and obviously you're wringing the neck of it, you're trying to give it more gears, giving it stick, but surely, was there much difference in the 300 then, the four-stroke? Yeah, top speed-wise, yeah, and um, to be honest, it was just an easier bike to ride. It was, there was a few times you could hardly get the V125 going off the line, you know, but yeah. uh, no, I, that 300, it was, I absolutely loved it. I was actually sad to see it go. It was just an unbelievable wee bike to ride, like, and it was literally, I think it actually still had road suspension in it. Yeah. And it literally just ferns on it, and away we went. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. Brilliant. And then that's another thing, that everything's getting more expensive, but like the 650s, and, you know, it was a basic class, something that is cheap and for everyone to run and to be competitive with, and obviously now that Ran Farquhar got his hands and everything, and, <laughs> and everything's... You know, he's developing and he's doing a great job, but he's, he seems to be cleaning up. And <laughs> well, obviously, you're, yourself, you have uh, one of his 650s, don't you? Yes, uh, Corey Rest actually rode one this year at the Northwest, and now I'm clean as well. And then, obviously, Richard Cooper the year before, and obviously, what happened there happened there. But yeah, no, Ryan, Ryan can definitely build a, build a silver twin like there. I think they're a work of art, to be fair to myself. I wouldn't mind a go on one. Hopefully, hopefully Jason watches this and... He knows something. Or is spin on that? Yeah, hopefully. What about the, the classic bike show? I thought you would have been... You're not going to spin on it out there, or...? No, I was... Even the super bike? I was maybe going to ask, but... We were sort of having a few problems with my own bike, myself. So we were sort of just wanting to work on that there a wee bit more. Then 
going from the 300, is that when you progressed to the, the 600 then? Or was it, did you have words with Jason beforehand or did you have your own bike? Well, actually, funny enough, we were actually at a prize given that year for the 300 class and um, coincidentally Jason was actually sitting at our table and we, cause we had actually bought the 600 off him a few weeks before and um, we were just talking away to him and he then asked me if I wanted to keep it in his colours and obviously I jumped at it, so. Right. So what was the deal then? Did, you, did he just give you the bike and you pay for the fuel or did... He discounted bike. We actually owned the bike. We we had bought it uh, a couple of weeks before. Oh yeah. Sure. And uh, obviously then I own the bike, obviously, and then we run out of his on it and he helps us out where we need help and all. He's I don't think we would still be racing without Jason to be fair, so yeah, I'll give you credit to him. You'd have thought you bought the bike and then keep it in your colours. I'd ask for the bloody money back there. <laughs> well, to be fair, he helps us out enough for money to be fair to him, right? So Yeah, he does, he has a top setup. I asked him here this weekend, but obviously you can't be bothered, but I'm only joking, Jason. <laughs> no, it's a fantastic setup. He, he bought Lewis Hamilton's truck. Who goes out and buys a bloody Formula One team's truck? He's, he, if he has something that's the best, like, to be fair to him, he, he, he's, he does good to the sport. He brings, brings a big show with him, like, to be fair, and I think it's all in his heart as well. He, he does like to put on a good show. Yeah, that's even going to track days and stuff. We went to Bishop's Court last year. You know, they were doing the track days and stuff and at Bishop's Court and you paid 50 quid or something for an hour of them. And I rolled up around the corner and there's Jason with a 40-foot truck pulling a 600 out of the back of it. And I thought, this boy's mad. And he goes to every race and the setup that he has, it really, and it brings the sport up as well. You know, like, I, well, I'm used to working out of the back of a transit van, you know, but bucking gutters and Tandragee, you wouldn't get that thing <laughs> up in Tandragee paddock anyway. But being, being in the team, and such a large team like Jason McCaws, does that help you as a rider as well with mindset, or is there a certain amount of pressure out on track? To be fair, going to the, fate, the first race with Jason, I was quite, quite nervous. Obviously, going from, as you said, I was running out of the back of a transit van as well, but then Lewis Hamilton's <laughs> F1 lorry, so it was a bit of a bit of a jump. But um, first thing Jason actually said to me was, "Look, there's no pressure." So that obviously helped out a lot. And then with having Jason Lynn and Dean and Adam McLean there with me now, if I need anything, sort of with the bike, they're the best boys to ask, and they're just on the other end of the awning. So no, it's de definitely a good help, and it definitely takes the pressure off now. Anyway. Yeah, and the bike is obviously it's well set up, and you have do you have like suspension technicians, or is it just sort of like a wing and a prayer, and you just go in and out, or do you get like Arnie heap of floating about, wouldn't he, with with his head of knowledge? Yeah, Arnie Arnie's been up a good few times to be fair, but um, yeah, Arnie Arnie actually helped us out at the last last race there, the setup changes and stuff, and then um, we obviously have Jason Lynn's dad Nigel, he's he's a guru with suspension, he anything with a bike, he's he knows everything like and then Jason Lynn as well obviously with him racing he knows what's what's what so he helped me out again there with a the, with the setup with the classic bike show yeah. and um, yeah bikes well, that's, that's, that's a big help isn't it like because anytime when I was riding I just nearly adjusted myself to the machine you know because suspension is a dark art and like my riding style changed every bloody time I went out you know maybe that's why I was on my backside more than on the bloody thing, but the, the, the 600, that's the same bike you started, was that last year? You started racing that? Yeah, la last year was the first year on the 600, and then the 
year before that was the well probably say first year on the 300 for yeah. full season so uh -huh. from this year has your times dropped any on track you know do you feel like you're more competitive yourself this year than you were last year yeah yeah definitely this year i've been a lot quicker to be fair and hopefully i can go even quicker next year but um no the, fir the first year on the 600 was sort of a struggle at the start sort of just getting used to it because it's more of Obviously, it's more corner speed, but it's a lot more different than the 300. It was just all those flies as much as you can, really. And uh, the 600, you had to be more sort of precise. But um, no, it was definitely definitely a lot different than the 300, but we're definitely getting quicker on the 600 now. We're, we're adapting to it and we're getting faster each time we go out. So. Yeah, you seem to be. I don't, I don't want to sound negative or anything, but to me, watching it, like I'm commentating on the thing. And to me, the very beginning of the year, you seem to look more comfortable on the machine than you do now. And from the last, you know, at Bishop's Court there, from the last time we've seen you racing, and do you think, has, has anything changed there in between from the beginning of the season? No, I think, in the first year, I think I was sort of more riding it a wee bit nervous. So I wasn't, I wasn't opening it up as quick. I wasn't turning as fast and all that sort of stuff so now that I've went a wee bit quicker on it the bike is starting to move a lot more which probably probably makes it look a wee bit more even more less comfortable at the start when I was riding it I was sort of I started to be fair I was scared of it because it was going from a 300 and then um, I sort of realised when you adapt to it it's not actually too too bad but um, no you, you definitely feel slides a lot more anyway. <laughs> Anytime I slid a 600 end up near the moon. <laughs> so just not let you out on a super bike, no? Get a wee spin. I would, I would love to ask him, but we never really. It's all when we're at the track. It usually is for for a race. I was um, we were sort of. I was actually speaking to my dad there the other day, and he was sort of hemming and hawing, and are we getting too big for a six hundred? No, he, he was sort of, he was sort of trying to drop it in to go to a super bike, and I, I sort of had to talk a wee bit of sense into him. I was sort of explaining to him that I won't even racing for three years, never yeah. mind. Living. That's true, so he's forgetting as well how long that you have been racing, you know. But he's a, what, what's your dad, right? It's BMW, isn't it? Or? He, actually, he actually built Jason Lynn's ZX10 that he's riding at the minute. Oh, yeah. he, uh, he built that for whatever he took a notion for. Yeah. I think he rode it once and then, and then I was like, there's mine, so yeah, he had to get rid of his, and then that's where it all started. Yeah, well, hopefully, is there any plans next year to maybe, well, what would you call it, like a wild car ride for the the superbike here and there, maybe? Because he has two, doesn't he? Yeah, he has. So he, he's, well, Dean, he's riding, he has his ZX-10 now, yeah. and then there's the, the other superbike. Uh, I think it's actually an X round four car superbike. So. Yeah. Thing on maybe it's not a bad idea to maybe drop it in the conversation to Jason <laughs> see what he says. But um, bring him, bring him to the bar and feed him a load of pints, and yeah, hopefully he'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like you did the first time when you bought the six hundred of them. Probably that, that probably helped. <laughs> so next season you'll be competing again in the uh, six hundred cup, or are you going to be moving up into the nationals now? No, well we were maybe we were maybe thinking about it, but we're not really getting the best of results this year. So we'll maybe stay in it maybe another year and see if we can sort of go a lot better and then maybe think about moving up into the pools but we're maybe thinking about maybe changing machinery here for next year so 
Or maybe she, or maybe she had apples. Yamaha? Yeah. <laughs> How did I guess that? <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, Jason bought, was there two Yamahas there at the beginning of the season? Or one? One was Alistair Sealy's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually, it was an ex-built ex Sealy bike for, for Jason for this year. And then Adam McLean, he has he has his R6 as well. So, and they seem to be they're going well on them, so. They seem to be the, the donkey to have, aren't they? Like, but That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's the price of the bloody things. Is I, We were thinking of getting one a few years back, and it was actually John Burroughs was saying, like, if you want to be competitive, you're talking 50 grand plus. Oh, easy. The, the super sport engines for them now, I think you get them from Raffle. They're, they're mega money, to be fair. Like, and, uh, and I'm maintaining them as well. So it's definitely, definitely not cheap anyway. No, definitely not. I think I'll just stick to the microphone then. But listen, Scott, thanks very much and all the best for the rest of the season and next season. And we'll see you at Kyrgyzstan. Definitely. On the 2nd of September, by the way, Kyrgyzstan. Thank you for listening to Commentary Corner. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show and share this podcast with your friends.